Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Hometown Hero Hour. I am your host, Captain Spartacus. And I am Handsome Jay. And tonight we are talking about some really great documentaries. Yes, we are. A little bit of a departure from our normal nerd culture. Yeah. Well, depends on the documentary. Yeah. No, that's true. documentary, if you will. I will not. Okay. So, tonight, I think we're just going to get right into it. Yeah. Unless... Was there anything? No. Uh, did you want to talk about a mobile game or? Uh... Uh, no developments as of yet. Okay. I'm, uh, it works works a little busy with some things we got going on. Sure. So the mobile gaming, besides the ooh-la-la, has taken yes. a uh, backseat for for this for right now. That's fine. Work so. gets busy and we get involved in stuff. Uh, I have, in the last couple of weeks, gotten really back or uh, really into 2048 again. If you ever played that, it's a puzzle game. 2048. It's a puzzle game where uh, you have a grid, like a, th- a three by three. What is it? Five by. F- I don't know. I don't know. You have a grid. I can't. I don't know shapes. I think it's five by five. Honestly, I think it's a five by five grid. What it look like? And you a have contractor? like you have like two, two uh, twos. Two twos. And you have to and you can swipe. Okay. And then move that direction. You combine the twos into a four. Oh. You combine two fours into an eight. Oh well, you know what? That sounds like this game called Tint. It's not really a game as mm-hmm. much as like a relaxation relaxation thing. You saw me playing on Sunday when you got frustrated. Um, no, I just <laughs> wanted you to play one game at a time. You were pulling mom away to paint butterflies or something. It's not butterflies. It's pretty pictures. Whatever. No, you have you have you have colors, and as you draw, you mix the colors to match up to the end goal. So yellow and blue makes green. You have to cross the streams, and make it right. green to get to the end. Cross the streams and make it green. But if you, it sounds like a yeah. Sounds you should like go to the hospital if you see that. Um, and if you double cross, it, it turns gray, and you know because you you watered down the color, and so. But it's just, it's matching it up. It's actually kind of relaxing because it doesn't really matter how you get there. Uh-huh. What matters is the end goal. Oh wow! So you can do little little swirls. Yeah. You can have little designs. Do whatever you want. Oh wow! As long as you get there, okay. it's fine. Nice. Yeah, it's fun. This it's, is it's more nice. of a, it's relaxing. This is it's more called, of a. This one's oh. called Tint. Tint. Okay. This is more of a puzzle game. Okay. So you combine the twos to make a four. Okay. You combine two fours to make an eight. Oh, it's a swappy, uh, a swipey swappy game. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's a swipey puzzle game, and you're trying to combine two what ten twenty fours into a twenty forty eight. Sounds like math. Not really. I mean, it does the math for you. Oh, okay. So you just combine. You don't even have to look at the numbers. You just combine two of the same things oh. into a larger thing thing that becomes larger things yeah so i figured once i figured out the trick to 2048 it stopped being challenging oh uh and i will tell you the trick and then spoiler if you're gonna play 2048 do not listen here i mean i'm sure you know there's 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 (laughs) a hundred ways to skin a cat right but with this one i found out if you keep the way that i play i keep my largest number in the bottom right corner okay and then i do my next biggest above that, my next biggest above that. So what is it? Oh, it's a four by four now that I'm looking at it. So what you do is you have to kind of snake it. Snake it makes sense. Uh, and you have to use the back button. If okay. you accidentally do something that is not in line with biggest, next biggest, next biggest, next biggest, right, you have to go back. Oh. Uh, especially once you get to like, I got to like 80, what is it? I don't know. I got to like the 8,000s. Because um, I combine two twenty forty eights into a forty math, and then I combine two forty maths into an eighty math. I don't want to do it because we're talking right now. <laughs> I like how we're just adding numbers and putting math at the end because yeah. we don't want to add them. Together. So I got an eighty math, and uh-huh. I had another forty math above that. Okay, and then Which they would make way too many maths. Right, it doesn't matter. 
yeah. And so then, like, you just have to be really particular. You have to snake it correctly, and you have to leave all your stuff where they, like, you have to leave your high-value tiles where they are, and you have to move stuff around them. It's, okay. it, it can be very difficult, but once you get it, like, then your score is just determinant on how long you spend on the game. Wow. So, anyway. That is mathematical. It is mathematical. Mathematical. Oh, man. When we went to Comic-Con and yes. Jeremy Shada, that's the <gasps> voice of Finn. Yeah, I met him, too. Said mathematical when we were all wearing our Adventure Time t-shirts. like, And it was just, the, wasn't it me, you, and Nathan? Uh, I saw him at uh, Salt Lake Comic-Con. Yeah. No, no, I saw him oh, at... Oh, Fanex, at, let's be clear. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, we don't want to get sued. No. Uh, we, we, I saw him at uh, Long Beach Comic-Con, WonderCon, actually. Oh. I saw him, and it was, it was actually held in Anaheim that year. I saw him and Flame Princess, Olivia... Yes. Sure. I'm sorry, if she's listening, she's wonderful. Probably not, but yeah, it's not that we don't know you. It's uh, it's the podcast. It's the podcast. The po- it's podcast brain. Yeah. It's, well, that's what does it. I follow her on Instagram. I like her stuff all the time. She's an amazing voice actress. Uh, but like a Flame Princess and Finn, and I got them signed, and it was awesome. Cool. Uh, I know that, that our younger brother and I were wearing Adventure Time t-shirts, mm-hmm. and it was like just us, and it might have been just us and my wife that met Jeremy Shada right before he had to leave. And so like there was no one in line, there was oh, no one there because he had nice. to leave. And um and he said, Okay, then close your eyes. And so we all we closed our eyes and he and he said, Mathematical. And then when we opened them he was gone. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. So he never he never stopped and told you to open your eyes again. He just dis- he just he ran just, out of the room. He just Batmaned. <laughs> yep. But it was cool. I think it was pro I mean it, my you know I can only speculate, but the reason why I might do something like that is so that you close your eyes and you see the character as you're hearing the voice. Yes. So then you don't hear the voice coming out of someone that's not Finn. You I, know what I mean? Does I that make sense? I think he just did it because it'd be funny, too. It also might have been funny. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. He was a nice guy. Yeah, he definitely is. Um, Even when his voice changed, it was still a great show. It was fine. He kind of grew up with Finn. Right. Right? kind of did. Yeah. I like how they made that, because I was worried about that. Yeah. About the, the the growing up from boy to teenager to man, how would that but they just they just developed Finn it was, too. It was so it was great. It was great. And um they're bringing it back on HBO. I heard about that. Yeah. All the same characters or yeah. new episodes, new season? I don't know. All I heard is they're bringing Adventure Time back. Okay, we'll find out. Yeah. Um Adventure I I love Adventure Time. It it's got a, a little show. weird in the middle. I don't that's, know. That's usually how things like, get with age. Things just get weird in the yeah. middle. Yeah, and then the last like season and a half were really good. Like I got a little weird in the middle when I got older. Yeah, same. Like it's like yeah, I got too honestly much, too much cheesecake. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Great, wonderful. All right, so we're There's gonna a visual. get. You're welcome. Yeah, right. We're gonna get into our main topic of um, really great documentaries. So I, I do enjoy documentaries. It's not something that I watch frequently. I believe it or not. Enjoy animal documentaries. Oh, David Attenborough. I prefer yes, yes. As as the male flamingo eats his prey. I don't. I eats just, his prey. You know what? Flamingos are known predators. I'm not an animalologist. Okay. You work at a zoo. Uh, doesn't mean I'm an animalologist. <laughs> animalologist. <laughs> Hashtagged. <laughs> Hashtag. No, but I yeah. Animal documentaries are nice. Yes. Uh, I always root for the prey. But then, what? The predator's just gonna die. Do you remember that no. that video 
with the lizard like surrounded by the snakes. Yeah, and he's just like hauling lizard he's buns. Just hauling butt, and he gets caught, and he breaks out, and you just cheer for joy. You're yes. like, he made it. I love uh, Snoop Dogg narrating the honey badger video. Though. Oh my gosh, yeah, that is, is hilarious. What is that thing? What is that? Oh, is that a mongoose? What is that? That's a mongoose. I can't even I can't even quote yeah. the th- the clip because most of it was bleeped out <laughs> because Snoop Dogg. Because Snoop Dogg. Yeah. That's but then does. the uh, the honey badger video, just like ew a snake, ew he's eating it. Oh look at me, he's walking backwards. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> he's honey nasty. badger don't that's care. Nasty. Ew, that's nasty. Yeah, no. That's I almost, love yeah. that so much. <laughs> I I really like the nature documentaries because it's uh they're very. Very relaxing. They are. You really and, get into them. Yeah. And I'll tell you, because everyone knows now I work at a zoo, it was We've so, talked about it before, I though. know. I know. I'm just saying. We I, didn't I say said what? Everyone knows now. Oh, okay. Um, I it was so relaxing. I was leaving work, and because of the time change, the lions every night do this like territorial call mm. where they're essentially roaring, mm-hmm. but I walked out of the building, and they were doing it, and I was just like, ah. It was so it was so peaceful as the sun was setting and the and the lions are roaring as I leave my job. That's They're like, very Good cool. night. Like good night, Neverland. That's right. From you, lions. That's a very cool job. Yeah. I'm yeah. When I leave my work, I hear no lions. You don't? Do you Except grab a- the ones in my heart. Oh. Now we're getting philosophical. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. <laughs> Uh yeah, animal documentaries. I love it. Like Planet Earth, that's a really good one. Yes, Planet and Planet Earth Two is is good too. Planet Earth Two, yeah, yes. both on Netflix. The, Planet Earth Two, the After Planet Earth sequel. Yes, I like. I'm a big fan of uh after uh, Planet Earth Two Electric Boogaloo. Yes, well, that was a bit of an offshoot, which didn't do as well as as original Planet Earth Two. I yeah. think they called that Two and a Half. Two and a Half, like Lion King. Yeah. Um, and before you get into the topic too, sure. did you also watch the one with the Scientist that has the brain that's really smart. Wow. You're going to have to be a lot no, less vague. I, I, have, I have podcast brain again. It was... Um, um, Talk me through this. What are you seeing in your head? Um, Paint me a word picture. He's an African-American guy. He's super smart. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. We are so good. Yep. We're Neil so good deGrasse Tyson. See, and I knew that, but as soon as you try and mention it, it's gone. Neil deGrasse Tyson did a series on... The solar system. Oh and yeah, the I Earth. watched that. And I watched all of it. I loved it, especially the first episode. Mm-hmm. He let's step into the spaceship of our imagination, and he flies you all through the different zones yeah. and how big the universe actually is. You're just like I love you, Neil deGrasse. In Tyson. the spaceship of imagination, and I was flying, man. I was <laughs> not a reference to anything else. I was just loving it. That's great. That's, That's great. great. That was my, one of my favorites. I like that one. Let's get into the other ones. Yeah. So we, uh, on our list of interesting documentaries, great documentaries, I have some personal favorites and I have some from a published list. Okay. Uh, the first one is Interview with a Cannibal from 2011. Mm-hmm. So back in 19- 19- Interview with a Vampire? No, that's something else. That was Tom Cruise. Was that Tom Cruise? Yeah, that was Tom Cruise. I never saw it. I didn't either, yeah. but I know it's Tom Cruise. Okay. Uh, back in 1981, I don't know how to say his name. I S S E I. I S Issei. Yeah. Issei, maybe? Sagawa? Yeah. Murdered a young woman in Paris and spent three days consuming her before turning oh. himself in by approaching a random stranger and confessing what he had done while carrying a suitcase with the rest of the woman. Oh, my. Yeah. This startling documentary 
looks at not only his crime, but the bizarre set of legal loopholes that caused his release after only five years in an institution. It also looks at his reasons and his retrospective opinion on why he did what he did. Isn't that nutty? Huh. That is so insane. Come on, Paris. What are you even doing? I don't even know. I have no idea. Well, they did have, you know, they did raise Jekyll and Hyde. So we know that, that Paris is a place for loonies, right? Sure. Yeah, just in general. There's a lot of really good, like, true crime documentaries. There was one on, what? I want to say, dang it. I See, so some, okay. Well, anyway, there are a lot of really good ones on serial killers Okay. that I find really oh, like, fascinating. Yeah, like, yeah, Jack the Ripper came from, no, I'm sorry. Is, that, is it Jack the Ripper that was in London? Yes. Was it? Yes. I think it was. Yes. Yeah. I have not. Park. <laughs> I actually listened to a serial killer podcast, and I've never heard a Jack the Ripper episode. Well, I mean, I, I can yeah. tell you, I can tell you about other ones, but Jack the Ripper never heard anything about him. And I, I mean, and he's pretty famous. Yeah. They, he, I don't. They never knew who he was. Yep. Never figured it out. And it was before. It was before. Uh, I don't know. It, it was in a time where if you weren't at the crime scene when the cops arrived. You could just got away. Yeah, pretty much. You know? So, I, I don't know. I feel like most of the details of that case are pretty well pretty well known. I mean, I, I can, can I tell can, you how many I can tell you all about anything, Bell but. Gunness, but I couldn't tell you a thing about Jack the Ripper. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, no, I listen occasionally to a true crime podcast uh, as well, and so they talk about, like, Ed Gaines and, yeah. the, and the Golden State Ooh, Killer. I told you I like saw the Ted Ed Gaines Bundy cauldron at the Haunted Museum. You did. I, uh, yeah, on our Halloween episode. Yeah, yeah, we talked about that. Freaking crazy, man. But I do want to put it out there. If you have true crime podcast recommendations, let me know because yeah. I need some new ones. I ditched the other ones I was listening to. I need some new ones. Okay, what have what ones did you listen to? Uh, I ditched the last podcast on the left. Okay. I was, I was a regular listener. They had a few episodes where I was like, eh, I don't like this yeah and so i i tried to move on okay. but uh i'm looking for new ones okay so, um uh gosh dang it was and the I, one... I was listening to my favorite murder as well my favorite murder but yeah. i discussed this with a friend i really i think they're wonderful they, mm-hmm. they are great but it's more geared towards female humor in my opinion in my opinion well it might because just, i mean they're both female so that would make sense uh, yeah and and the way that they riff back and forth and the jokes that they tell I just found that the humor wasn't my humor, and so I'm like, oh well, that's fine. I don't, I don't really, think I don't really enjoy the humor yeah. as much. That's okay. I don't it's think a great that podcast. has to do. A lot of people love it. Yeah, I love it. That's the one that I like to listen to. I love their stories. Yeah, so I, I, but I always find myself fast forwarding to the till they got to the stories. Well, yeah, there is where they just like sit in their living room for 20 minutes, yeah. and I fast forward that too. But that's because that's more because I'm there for the stories, and that's what I was there for. Yeah, but even during the show, I wasn't a big fan. Well, that's fine, and so. I don't think that has anything to do with. Being female humor, sure. or male humor. It's just it wasn't your style of yeah. humor. Last podcast, I laughed all the time. Yeah, because Geek that's, Show, yeah. huge fan. Yeah, you know that kind of stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. it just wasn't my style. Yeah. Uh, next one that we have on our list for documentaries is uh, Marwin Cole. It's Mar- from 2010. Mar Marwin Cole. Marwin Cole. M A R W E N C O L. Marwin Cole. Okay. Okay. I got it. Right. Like yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you got it. Words. These are all spelled so funny. You can uh, spell that a, like 50 different ways, and it'll still be pronounced the same. So the documentary came out in 2010. Uh, the synopsis says on April 8th. On April 8th, tooth. Oh, on April 8th, 2000. Oh my goodness, I can't read. White uh, boy talking. Take two. 
Artist and artist and photographer Mark Ho, Mark Hogenkamp was jumped and mugged outside of a bar, getting nearly beaten to death. After being in a coma for nine days, he was discharged with brain damage and was completely broke. Not remembering anything about his previous life and unable to afford therapy, he takes comfort in building a 1-6 scale World War II-era Belgian town and filling it with dolls. When the New York art scene catches wind of it, Mark needs to decide if he's going to embrace his unexpected art career or run from it. This one, uh, well, and then the uh, person that wrote the blurb says that this one left me feeling really sad but moved uh, as a film about a broken man playing with dolls as a ther- as therapy will do to you. Oh, he's talking about, oh, he's talking about, that's referencing the film that uh, Steve Carell starred in oh. called Welcome to Marwin. Okay. That came out just a couple years ago, maybe like two, oh, I, I want to say. It. it looked really good, and I do want to watch it. Uh, I well, think the yeah. movie is more... That he might use the dolls as ther- like he uses he sets up the dolls in the town as therapy. I haven't seen it, so I could be totally wrong. But what I got from the trailers is that he sets the dolls up in uh, he sets the dolls up and then kind of inserts himself as the as the main character for the situation that okay. he's positioned. Does Inter- that make sense? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of all I remember, but it looked really good, and it's Steve Carell. I love him in dramatic roles, like when he was in um, Dan in Real Life. Dan in Real Life, thank oh, you. Oh yes. And the soundtrack with An- uh, Andre Lerch. Is that how you say his last name? I don't know. L e r c h e. I'm having such a hard time with names today. I don't know what's going we on. We all are. But An- Andre. Tyson. Yeah. Andre Lerch. 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 Oh, okay. Thank you yeah. for the support. Uh, <laughs> I have his stuff in heavy rotation on Spotify on like my chill playlists and like my i have a playlist called coffee shop yeah where it's just like like indie alternative i think i think most of my playlists include post malone somewhere in there yeah there's a post malone for all occasions he's got a pretty chill vibe find one at your nearest post malone dealer there you go yep (laughs) okay there's a post malone Um, that's right for you there's there's one of my favorites that i want to talk about and that is um hero dreams of sushi and it's on what? Netflix. Yeah, so it's about... Uh, like H-I-R-O? Like Hiro? Like from... J- well, I mean, it's Japanese, but it's J-I-R-O. Oh, so, okay. So the thing... I-, I speak Korean, and this relates because there is no official romanization of the Korean language. Yeah. Oh, so, so you can like, spell it any way you want. Yes. They spell it phonetically. And so, like, I lived in... I lived in a city called Jeonju, and sometimes it's spelled... In in our alphabet, in the Roman alphabet, huh. right? It's spelled J E O N J U, and sometimes it's it's spelled C H E O N J U, and both are technically correct. So they just, they of, spell it based on the sounds because of the sound, yeah. And there's no official thing, so it could. I mean, so hero could be H I R O or J I R O. I don't know, but it's based on the sounds, you know, the phonetics right. of the Japanese language. Interesting. Okay. So, anyway, that's just kind of um, my take on that. The I more guess. you know. The more you know. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> so anyway, it's about a uh, res- uh, revered sushi chef, Hiro Ono, and um, it's his dream of owning a sushi restaurant, and it's his struggle and his story to make that mm. happen for himself. Mm. Uh, and his son, Yoshikazu, uh, he kind of tutors under his father and then goes and makes his own sushi restaurant, not to compete, is this but, is this in the U.S.? No, it's in Japan. It's, it's okay, it it's all takes Japan. oh yeah, so it all takes place in Japan, uh, in Tokyo, 
if I'm not mistaken. Okay. In Japan, for sure. Uh, yeah, so his son goes and has his own sushi restaurant, not to compete with his father, but so that he can grow as a sushi chef. Yeah. Right? Because that's how it works. If you're a Sith, you have to kill your master to 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 move on. Well, no. Well, that was the other <laughs> option, right? Is right, that he right. would be really he would be stuck at a certain level because he can't. Yeah, you can only you can only learn you can only go so, so much. far, right? You can only go so far because I mean, your father owns the place; he's the top dog, right? Right. So anyway, so it's it's really really great. It's this guy that just like came from nothing but loved sushi, and it's all of all you know talks about everything that he sacrificed and like. That his whole life is this sushi restaurant, and now it's a um, Michelin three-star restaurant, which is the highest rating a restaurant can get. It's an international rating? It's an internationally recognized wow. rating, and it's so it's one of the top, you know, it's among the top-rated restaurants in the entire world. And I looked it up, and there are only 135 Michelin three-star restaurants in the entire world. They used to be 136, but Gusteau's lost That's their star. right. Yeah. So Rip no. Gusteau. Yep. F in the chat, please. F in the comments for Gusteau. <laughs> Never forget. <laughs> Never forget Gusteau. Uh, 14 of those 135 are in the U.S. Wow. And Only 14? Uh, yeah. but it's And it's not surprising Come that on, the US. majority of them are in France. Okay. Right. Yes. I mean, that makes yeah, sense. French food, yeah. Uh, only 4% of Michelin star restaurants reach the three-star rating. Wow. Which is just insane. So getting one Michelin star is already like a super prestigious thing. And then to be in the top 4% of that, to have three stars, their highest rating, is just absolutely insane. So um, when my wife and I planned a trip to go to South Korea a couple years ago, Mm -hmm. we wanted to go spend a day in Japan because it's only an hour and a half flight. Yeah. We were going to fly out from Gwangju to Tokyo and take a cab to Hero's restaurant because he was still, he's still, I think he's still alive. He was still alive three years ago when we went. Um, but we wanted to take a, uh, yeah, we wanted to take a taxi to his restaurant and go eat there. I mean, it was, it's $300 a person. Wow. And his restaurant only fits 13 or so people. Like, it's very, very small. And it's because, uh, he, it's a 20 course meal in that he makes you 20 pieces of sushi. Like he hand, you know, he hand makes 20 pieces for wow. you right there in the restaurant. So I was going to say 20 course meal is how I want to live my life. Yeah, right. No, let me but tell if you. it's one piece at a time. I think that, it's one still piece sounds at a time. Amazing. Yeah, right. And, and you just eat it exactly how he's presented it. There's no wasabi. There's no soy sauce. Like this isn't happy sumo yeah, or US whatever, right? sushi eating is so different. Yeah. I did learn some fun stuff. I learned that it is perfectly appropriate to eat sushi with your hands. Okay. Yeah. Because um, chopsticks can make a mess sometimes. Like you squeeze things or you squish stuff or it falls apart. I just um, don't, I want to get the wasabi in my eye when my eye inevitably itches after eating sushi. Well, you don't have to use wasabi. <laughs> and how often are you really touching your eye? Uh, pretty often. I mean, you think about, see, now I thought about it and I have to do it. That's weird. Uh, anyway, so like when we go to all you can eat sushi places because I'm classy, uh, I think Pinky it's fun. up. Yeah, right. I just like to eat some with my hand, unless yeah. they're like sauce. Unless they have sauce, I was gonna say saucy, but that's different. It is saucy. Uh, unless they have sauce, it's fun just to eat them with your hands. And did you know you're supposed to turn it upside down? I did. Yeah. If and you, dip yeah. the fish. 
yeah, and not fish, the rice. Well, and and fish side down into right. your mouth too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to taste the rice. No, you want you want to taste the fish, man. Yeah, yeah. Fun. I, I actually and you can't. Uh, you don't um, like bang the extra soy sauce off. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you don't like shake the soy sauce off. You just, if you're patient and you need to, you just wait for it. Yeah. But you don't like chuk chuk like shake it. Well, um, and see, and I was a regular at this at this restaurant in uh, uh, Mission Viejo. Mm-hmm. There was and was that Kura? Is Kura Sushi? Kura Sushi. It's yeah. a conveyor belt sushi sushi bar. Or that whatever. one's in Newport, right? Yeah, but that's Kura. That one's in Newport. There was another one oh. off of uh, uh, just in Mission Viejo. I used mm-hmm. to go to all the time. That. I got to be such a regular that I wanted to learn the traditional way of eating sushi. Oh, cool. Because all these guys were Japanese. Mm-hmm. Everyone that worked there was Japanese. That's how you know it's good. So I, I I learned some tips. Here's a tip for you. You start off with the lighter sushi. I'm sorry, with the heavier sushi. Mm-hmm. And then you move into the lighter sushi. Mm-hmm. That way your chef knows when you're finished. Right. And you have miso soup at the end. Miso soup is at the end. It's, it's not, not an appetizer. Right. Like we, what, what we do here. Even at Japanese restaurants here a lot of times. Yeah. Miso soup is a, you know, as an appetizer. Yeah, and, and you do things like uh, I think your um, uh, cousin, Rick, mm-hmm. taught us, you know, you have to be very respectful with the chopsticks. Right. Uh, you don't you don't just throw them on the table or set them. You kind of he you make a little nice little napkin little chopstick bed for rest. Him, little, yeah. little chopstick bed. Yeah. Uh, and it is considered uh, rude if you rub the chopsticks together. Well, because that I yeah, because that's saying that these chopsticks are low quality. It's saying your your yeah. your, your utensils are garbage. Yeah. So I need to make them better by rubbing them together. Rubbing yeah. the little, Get the little shards splinters off. off. Yeah. So I I tend not Although, to. Although like. Low key, I don't want splinters. It's true. Nose. If they are garbage, rub them together. Yeah, but if right. you're going to a nicer restaurant, <laughs> it's not required to rub yeah. the sushi sticks together. So something that's cool about um, Hiro's restaurant, I think it's called Sukiyashi Hiro. I think that's okay. what it's called, Sukiyashi Hiro, if I remember correctly. Um, if you want to go eat there in March, okay, you have to call on the first of February. And get your reservation. Oh wow! That is the soonest that you can get a reservation for the next month. Wow! So I couldn't call now and get a reservation in six months. They don't do that. Jeez! So you call February first to get a reservation in March, and they always fill up because it's crazy. Okay. Uh, uh, Hugh Jackman went there like twice while he was making the Wolverine, and I was so jealous to see him with his arm around Hero, just like loving the place. I think President Obama went there. When former, he was in Japan, president Obama. he's, I mean, he still was a, he it's still, true. he it's was true. a president. He's still president Obama. Right. Even though he's not the current sitting president. That's true. Um, yeah. No, we're not super. PC here. Well, I mean, it, it, not oh, really. I mean, refer to him that way in the news. I don't know. Former president. It's quick tangent. I wasn't a huge supporter of President Obama. I, I Whoa, you're getting political, man. No, but just listen. It's fine. <laughs> but listen, I'm going somewhere with this. Okay. Uh, I wasn't a huge supporter. I didn't um, agree with some of the policies and things that he was doing. Sure. But I always refer to him as President Obama. I don't ever just say Obama. Um, And a lot of that has to deal with me living in Korea, and titles are very important. If you just say someone's name without a title, it's very rude. Yeah. And that's just something that got ingrained in me, I guess. But regardless of what I think of the president or the policies, I think the office deserves respect. Okay. So I'm— I agree with that. And and that's yeah. So anyway, sure. that's why I still say President Obama. Yeah. he was, and he deserves respect regardless sure. of what I. But think. he got to eat the sushi that you wanted to eat. Yeah, 
No. Very jealous. Oh, and bringing it back around, I yeah. found the name of the place. It's called Zenko Sushi oh. in Mission Viejo. Okay. So good. Zenko. That's cool. Zenko. Yeah. Very nice, good. Nice. nice. Uh, did you want to talk about one more to wrap it oh, up? Oh, yeah. I so In line with our crew time, True Crime Podcast? True Crime Podcast. Um, I need food, man. I'm hungry. Yeah, it's, it's definitely dinner time. Talking about um, sushi, too. Gosh. It was a thing for a couple years ago. It was 2016, 2017-ish. It came out. Making a Murderer. Oh, dude. That freaking blew up Netflix. That was... Everyone was talking about Making a Murderer. It, I mean, it's a little slow sometimes, but the information they presented... Mm-hmm. You can say it was the way they presented it, made it look worse, or how they made it, or whatever. The fact remains, that was a crazy documentary... And there were definitely some things that that the police did wrong in the interview process, in the the jury, like the trial, everything, uh, especially the the leading the the uh, the the nephew was it? I yes, don't remember ne- to make the confession about what happened. If you just listen to that part mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. something's going on. Uh. There's some something screwy. And then the the second season mm-hmm. um, about when he gets out. You know, and what happens after that? Oh my goodness, that was just—it was just crazy. So worth I, was, a watch. They did do a second season, right? Mine I just—it was years ago. I watched it, but definitely a very interesting documentary. Mm-hmm. If you like true crime, this is audio tapes of the crime, mm-hmm. video. I'm sorry, audio tapes of the interviews. Oh, okay. Phone calls recorded from prisoner to outside interviews with the accused jury stuff like all kinds of stuff they went back and interviewed the original people got statements pulled as much video as they could so it's it's very if you're into true crime this is mm-hmm. definitely recommended if you haven't seen it yet so yeah uh oh i did want to just throw in one last one really really quick okay there's a documentary series also on netflix it's just called street food street food and they focus on street one food. country or like one area of a country every episode and highlight the street food, huh. the history of it. They focus on a couple of the um, people that run the stalls, uh-huh. the street food stalls, and they I don't they talk about the cultural significance of the food and like gives you just it's it's so so fascinating. Yeah. I loved it, especially because when I lived in Korea, I enjoyed my share and then some of street food. Oh, some of it's, my favorite yeah. places to eat are street cart. Yeah. Like tacos. Because that's real authentic stuff. Right. You know what I mean? I went and visited Ecuador mm-hmm. just on a spring break. With a friend, and uh, we ate from the street vendors, which are like, "Do not eat the food there; you'll get sick." I'm like, "Forget that!" I went and ate it; it was delicious, mm. and everything was, it was worth fine. it. Oh, it was worth it. <laughs> Someone's like, "You ate it from the street vendors? You're so brave!" I'm like, "Everyone else was eating there." Yeah, see, that's my thing: is that if I'm gonna if I'm gonna visit a foreign country, I want to do what everyone else is doing. Yeah, just don't drink the water. <laughs> if I if I go to a foreign country and only want to do what I know. I yeah. might as well have just stayed in America. Right. I might as well have just stayed in Utah. You know what and I mean? It, and when it comes to food, I'm of the opinion of that if other people eat it on a regular basis yeah. in another country, yeah. I will eat it. Yeah. If it's like a delicacy where they're like, it's like living slugs and you got to No, yeah. I'm not going to do it. But yeah. if, it's, if it's a regular everyday food, right. I'll, I don't care what it is. And I'll that's how it. I was when I lived abroad, too. And yeah. I had such a better experience because of it. Oh, so great. So. Yep. Anyway, you guys, that's going to wrap up our episode for uh, this time. This every of the time. For how it does it. How it be. I'm Captain Spartacus. I'm Handsome Jay. <laughs> See you guys and next time. And we love our mama. Love you, mom. <laughs>